Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So today's episode is going to be all about how to get clear on your goals when you feel stuck. So on the outside, my life might be perceived, if you don't really know me that well, it might be perceived that I do all these amazing things, Ben and I create all these amazing results. We, you know, smash through our goals faster than what other people would assume we should be able to do or what is currently a reality or what is logical. So on the outside, there might be this perceived uh, notion of success and that all we ever do is work, 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 work. And part of it doesn't help because all we ever do love to talk about is work. Um, most of the time it's because we're super passionate about what we do. But just like everyone else, I'm totally human. And so there are tons of times where I get stuck. And when I mean stuck, for me feeling stuck, um, it feels like I'm sitting in a tub of molasses and I'm like anchored down. Like I can't move or if I am moving, I'm moving so slow that it's painful. Sometimes I feel like I'm even moving backwards, but obviously it's all a perception. It's all in my head. And I've over the past couple of years, I've developed some pretty good tactics, um, some practical skills and some spiritual skills that helps me get unstuck and out of this messy, gooey, icky place faster. Now, obviously, I'm not perfect. I don't ever claim to be perfect. But, you know, when I am feeling stuck, it's it's a lot easier to go ahead and use these tools than it is to just beat myself up because I've recognized that Beating myself up never gets me anywhere. It never makes me skinnier. It never makes me richer. never makes me happier. It never makes me do the things I don't want to do. So instead of beating myself up when something is not going the way I want it in my life, I am a lot more, I don't want to say gentle because I'm not a very gentle person per se, but I'm a lot more honest with myself and saying, okay, well, clearly X, Y, and Z is not working. What the fuck is going on beneath the surface? How do I get out of my own way? So like I said, this episode, I'm going to split it. I'm going to kind of go back to an old school of how I used to do some of my podcast episodes. And the first half, we're going to talk about the practical. And then the second half, we're going to talk about the spiritual. And of course, at the end of this, I've got a book recommendation for you and then I'm going to have your journal prompts and if you want to go ahead and grab the journal prompts um, just go into your show notes click on that little link and it'll take you right to the image of the journal prompts so you can go ahead and save them you can put them on your phone you can put them on your desktop um, you can use it to actually answer the journal prompts but I'm doing everything I can every single day to make it easier for you to consume the content and actually turn it into action because and a bunch of other people say this, but if there is no action, and again, it could be the practical or even it can be the spiritual, but if there's no action, then I would ask you, what is going on beneath the surface? What is holding you back? So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the practical. So I'm going to use an example of um, a friend and that friend is starting a business just so we have something tangible to go through this podcast episode with. So the practical thing would be for my bestie that is creating a business. Let's call her, uh, I don't know, let's call her Brittany. Uh, yeah, let's go Brittany. So Brittany has this idea. Brittany wants to start a business. Brittany wants to, 
gosh, I should have probably thought of this ahead of time. But I don't know. Brittany wants to make uh, stationery. Let's say that. So Brittany has this really dry, like this really, really big drive to start a stationery business. And she wants to do it. And then she's even maybe wanting to go ahead and create uh, logos and templates and, you know, maybe create really cute designs that she can sell on Etsy. So she has all these thoughts, all these feelings, all these desires. So in regards to the practical, I want to be very clear on the practical. The practical in that scenario would mean go ahead and buy your website, go ahead and create your email signature, grab your Facebook account, grab your Instagram account. Uh, if you're gonna do Pinterest or TikTok, grab that. Go ahead and do the practical things. Go on Etsy and you know squat on your Etsy name. But go ahead and do all of the practical things so that you can make it easy for people to find you and then pay you. Now, you might be thinking, oh my God, that feels overwhelming. This is just an idea. I can't tell you how many times Ben and I have had an idea and we've bought the domain name and we've bought, you know, we've sat on the domain name, we've, um, created a mock email signature template, or I'm probably doing the one doing that in the background more so than him. Um, I've created a whole, uh, vision board around things. I've gone and looked at, uh, you know, the Facebook name, the Instagram name, the Twitter name, the Pinterest name, the this and this and the YouTube name, all of these things. Like I've done all of the practical for probably like a bajillion, not a bajillion, but like a handful of businesses that never actually became a thing. And my thought process for that is I need to feel on all levels when it comes to the practical, if I can get my energy behind this. Now you can do the same thing if you're doing a side hustle, right? So let's say you're doing a side hustle and you're cleaning out your, I don't know, you're cleaning out your closet because your closet, it's to the point where you can barely close the damn doors on it. And you're like, you know, Maggie, I don't necessarily want to go ahead and start a, side, a business, but I would love to do the side hustle of cleaning out my closet and selling all the extra things that don't really matter or I don't want anymore. So the practical for that would be take everything out or at least as much as you feel comfortable. Take it all out, wipe it down, take a bunch of photos of it, even if you don't even post it on Facebook yet to sell it or wherever you wanna sell it, eBay, doesn't matter, right? But take the pictures, wipe it down, start doing the research of if I'm going to sell, I don't know, this purse, what can I get the, you know, what can I get for it? Does it even make sense to sell this? Should I maybe make two piles instead, one of a pile of stuff to sell and another of a pile of stuff to donate because it's really not in sellable condition or maybe you need to take it and get it recycled whatever the case is I'm always a very big proponent and you can hear the passion in my voice but I'm a very big proponent on doing the practical because for me practical gets me in the reality and in the mindset before the spiritual ever will now the spiritual to me is extremely important hence why I'm going to dedicate a portion of this episode to it but I can't really and don't feel bad if you're not this way. Like maybe you're backwards from me, but I can't wrap my brain around the spiritual until I can wrap my brain around what the physical, what the practical looks like. So again, let's go back to Brittany and her stationary company. If she really wants to run a stationary company, again, I would have hoped she went on Google or wherever and she bought her website name because I'm sorry, if you own a business and you don't own your website name, like you really don't own a legit business. You may own a hustle or something like that, but you don't like own a business. You know, you have to own your property. That's how I view it. 
having just a Facebook page is so not enough. Like it's a good step. I, I want you to have that step, but it's not enough. So the practical would be, again, you buy the website, you squat on your social media accounts, um, you, you do all of those things, but then you start saying, okay, well, what would this look like? And what would this look like can go as deep as you want it to go. And maybe you revisit this every couple of weeks, every month, every hour, every time you go hide in your, you know, you hide at work in the bathroom, you can revisit this as much as you want. But like, how would this work? How do I want to get paid? And Again, the practical would be, how do I want to get paid in the easiest manner possible? Do I want to get paid in affiliate links? Which again, you could totally do that. Do I want to get paid by selling templates that people can download over and over again? Do I want to get paid by creating handcrafted, I don't know, wedding stationery? How is it that I want to get paid for my amazing work that I'm putting out into the world? That would be the practical. And it can be very vague. It could be, I want to have an Etsy store and I want to have, um, for Britney Stationery Company. I want to have the Etsy store. I want to go ahead and sell 10 different things on the Etsy store. I'd like to have five templates and then five custom jobs where I have examples of, I don't know, uh, a wedding stationery, a engagement party stationery, a baby shower stationery, um, and, and two other ones. It could be literally that simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, what does the stationery look like and what's the price point? It, it, it goes as detailed as you want it to go, but I want you to go ahead and start using the practical to paint the picture and actually start vesting yourself into what that world would look like. And the reason why I want you to vest yourself into it and I want you to do as many practical things as possible by the website, you know, get a rough idea of what offerings you want to have, figure out how you want to get paid, you know, things like that, whether you're doing it through the Etsy, obviously in this example, or maybe you have a PayPal or whatever, right? Or maybe you're getting, I don't know, paid old school in cash, or maybe you're getting paid in Venmo. doesn't matter. I don't care how you get paid as long as you get paid. But my point on doing as many practical things as possible is that is what's going to lead you into the spiritual a part, but at least maybe for me, it leads me into the spiritual part. It lets me see, okay, well, is this a business I can get my energy behind? Is this a business or an idea that I can have a fun time with? Is this something that lights me up or is it something that drains me? All of these practical actions that I'm doing, I, I pay attention to how my body is functioning. And again, the practical ironically feeds the spiritual, but I pay attention to how my body's feeling and I'm like, okay, well, I, I just did this and I have a ton of energy. I just did that and that completely drained me. And that has been one of the things that has helped us figure out what either side hustles or businesses we wanted to do. For about a year and a half, I shouldn't say a year and a half, maybe about a year, maybe a tick over a year, Ben and I went back and forth like for hours upon hours upon hours as to what business the next business was going to be. What was that thing? What was the thing that we wanted to do on the side? What did all of that look like? We thought about doing real estate. We thought about buying a laundromat. We thought about other crap that I can't even remember that we thought of. We thought of all of these things, right? And what I would do is every time we would start to get interested in the idea or vested in the idea, I would say, okay, well, let me go ahead and see if the domain's available. Let me go ahead and see what the business looks like. Let me go ahead and start doing some of the market research. And I would pay attention to how that made us feel. Did that make me feel excited? Did that make me feel overwhelmed? Did that make me feel drained? Did that make me feel stressed out and not in a, you know, oh, this is, 
new way, but oh my God, the liabilities of this way. So like one of the reasons why we did not go and buy a second home and become landlords is I really didn't want, as much as I love real estate, like I love real estate, I love houses, I love I love the thought of owning my home. Like I love everything about homes, right? Like from, again, from the practical sense, like I love that we have owned two homes so far. There's all these things I love about homes. So we're like, okay, well maybe that makes sense for us. Like we've owned two homes. We know what the process looks like. We know what renovating a home looks like. We know what the work entails. We know, we know, we know. But when we were thinking it through, we're like, well, what if we became landlords? And I was like, you know, I really don't want to have to, you know, manage someone. I don't want to have to worry about collecting a rent check every month. I don't want to go and get, you know, be the person that they call at two o'clock in the morning when the pipe bursts. I don't want to have to worry, oh my God, there's a hurricane coming. Did they put up the storm shutters? And if not, I have to put up the storm shutters. Ben has to put up the storm shutters. I don't want, you know, to have to do the quarterly inspections. So even though the idea and the thought of owning a second home and being a landlord in the beginning sounded fun, sounded exciting. We did all of this research on Zillow on, you know, should we buy in Florida? Should we buy outside of Florida? Could we take it and make it an Airbnb? Um, you know, was that more of the practical route instead of maybe being a long-term landlord? So we looked at all of these things, right? And every single time we looked at it, I just felt drained. And I'm like, oh my God, this shit feels exhausting. Oh my God, this feels overwhelming. Oh my God, this feels stressful. This does not feel fun in any sense. And I don't mean fun in the, oh, everything's always going to be light and fluffy because clearly all of this would entail work and I have no problem doing the work. But part of me was paying attention to how I felt emotionally because I was like, well, damn, if I'm already feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and like really not wanting to do X, Y, and Z, you know, like look up plumbers in the area and look up this and look up that. And so we would have resources and, oh, well, what if it's, you know, do we buy a home 45 minutes away? And so then therefore we're the plumbers or do we buy a home that's in another state? And now we have to rely on a, a management company. All of that did not excite me. So what I would do is I would pay attention to that feeling because whenever I'd have the conversations with Ben, I'm like, you know what, babe, I love the idea and maybe that's an idea we'll pursue in the future. But right now it does not excite me at the slightest of being a landlord. It does not excite me doing X. It does not excite me doing Y. And like same thing with like the laundromat. So got super into the idea of maybe we should own a laundromat. Ironically, one in my town became available, talked to the people, started running some numbers, you know, it was just shy of like setting up a formal meeting so that we could look at their books. You know, we looked, I already had talked to our bank to see like, okay, if we ended up buying this and we needed to get, a, you know, the business loan or whatever, cause I'm not going to part with all of our cash to do that. You know, what would that look like? So again, I did the practical. I talked to the bank. I talked to the company. I found out how much they wanted for it. I, you know, Googled it. I looked at all their reviews, but again, I go back to the practical led to the spiritual. I could tell that, okay, wow, it looks like they have staffing issues. And gosh, do I really want to start another business where I have to be responsible for employees on top of working for someone else? Like, that's a lot to manage. You know, if one of my employees calls out and I still have to go to work, what the hell do I do? How do I make the decision? So again, maybe that's something we'll do in the future, but it just didn't feel right. It didn't make sense. And the practical helped me figure out where I stood emotionally. So 
the practical always gets overlooked and everyone's like oh it's so dumb it's so boring it's so easy and everyone only wants to focus on the spiritual but I have a different viewpoint that the practical helps me get very very clear on what the spiritual could look like does it excite me does it make me happy does it make me interested is this something I look forward to is this something I'm googling on my downtime is this something that I'm trying to find examples of people that are doing it successfully does it you know light me up in all aspects of the business Or was it just a fun idea that needs to just kind of move in and move out of our lives? So another super boring but practical example is before I went and jumped on this, you know, on the, I don't know, the mic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the mic. So before I jumped on the mic to go ahead and record this podcast episode, I knew I wanted to record the episode tonight anyway. So that was already clear in my head. Um, But Ben and I were talking about something and we were talking about palm trees and I had, uh, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago met with our accountant. I did our like, you know, pre end of the year, like uh, meet and greet. And I was like, hey, this is where we're at. This is what's going on. Um, We're doing X, Y, and Z in the the palm tree business. We're doing X, Y, and Z personally. What things should I start looking and preparing so that when tax season comes, everything's ready for you and it's not that big of a deal because I've So again, another little baby side tangent. I have always, always, always craved having like a wealth team. And part of that wealth team was having a really good accountant that I had a very good relationship with that could take the stresses off my plate of, oh my God, did I file this deduction right? Oh my God, did we file that right? Are we getting the best bang for our buck and for our money? Like that stuff always stressed me out and it stressed me out to the point where every year that we did our taxes, Ben ended up doing them. I would gather all the documents, but Ben would do it because I would get so overwhelmed and so freaked out that like it would take me a couple days and I would literally hold, you know, the handful of times I did do it, I would hold myself up in a room. I would Google a bunch of shit. I'd make a bajillion phone calls to like TurboTax and I just, I absolutely hated it. It was clearly not something I was meant to do. So when we found the accountant that we have now in our town, you know, interviewed a couple people, ended up going with him. And I just absolutely love him. I love his team. They're really, really good. Um, You know, if I ever have a question, I can go ahead and email the question. And so I, I love how we've set this up. I love how this desire that I had to have someone in our corner to make sure that my family was taken care of actually became a thing. So we had that meeting a couple weeks ago. He told me, again, the practical things he wants me to do. And I was like, okay, cool. So when I came home tonight, I kind of had a bunch of like buzzy energy. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm too bouncy and I'm too all over the place to go ahead and sit down and do the podcast episode. Screw it. Let me go clean my desk because it looked like a fucking avalanche was going to happen at any moment um, because it had been a couple weeks since I'd gone through papers. And so I went and I grabbed all of our papers and I sat down and I had a binder and it was a fresh binder and I had fresh dividers and I wrote my tabs and I went and I physically organized. I did the practical of creating all of our taxes, not only for our personal um, but also for our, one of our old businesses that we just closed this year. And then for the palm tree business, I went and I'm like, okay, well, let's think this through, right? So I want this binder. I want it to be super easy. I want to be able to hand this over to him and go here, here you go. Everything's organized by category, just like you told me. And I wanted to feel that we captured all of our expenses so that I know that we're getting, again, the best bang for our buck. That was totally my desire, right? So 
I'm sitting now, it looks like a construction zone everywhere because I've got papers everywhere. I ended up making my categories. Um, it was really cool because I had a bunch of those um, sleeve protectors. Like I had like, I don't know, a ton left over in one of my old notebooks. So I got those out. I took all the receipts. I grouped them. I categorized them. I put them in the sleeve protectors. Everything was there. Everything was done. And I spent I spent probably about two hours going through not only some manila envelopes where I had shoved a bunch of receipts in, but going through my desk, going through a couple of other areas where I might have shoved a receipt in. I found a couple of extra receipts I completely had forgotten about, um, and I put everything together. And it sounds cheesy, right? But again, I go back to it was the practical, and it was the practical action that I needed tonight to cement and kind of bring back to the forefront of my brain of, oh my God, this palm tree business that we started, because it's not starting, like we started, like it is, we are in it, it is a thing. We have almost 600 palm trees planted on our side pasture. Oh my God, this is real. I actually have to take care of this. And tonight taking care of it meant organizing it and getting it so that it felt clean, so that the energy around the paperwork and the business and the practical side of the business felt like I, I was doing the right thing. I was on point. I was taking this seriously. And again, taking it seriously. And, and this might sound, you know, minuscule, but it really means a lot. And especially it meant a lot to me because it shifted me and it shifted my mind, my mindset. But taking it seriously this week meant fixing something with um, Sunbiz because the name got glitched in the system. So I had to spend like 30 minutes on hold during my lunch hour. So fixing Sunbiz, it meant organizing all of our invoices and receipts for all the money we've spent. It meant creating the, the Gmail account. It meant, uh, you know, obviously double checking that I had squatted on all the names appropriately. It meant it, it's going to mean, it's going to mean, it's going to mean like, these were all practical things that probably in the reality, maybe all in took about three hours, but it, it made it so that I could get out of my own way. I could get out of this thought thought process of being stuck. Like the other night I had to go, and again, I know I'm going on and on about the, the palm tree business, but again, I want you to hear the practical. Take out the palm tree, insert your own thing here. But like another thing I did earlier in the week is um, we have a bunch, like a bunch of seedlings we have to plant. And I needed to go, because we're still waiting on our dump trailer to show up. So I needed to go to Home Depot. So I ended up going to Home Depot and I'm like buying these bags of soil because the soil that we've been using was phenomenal. So I'm like, okay, great. Let me go and buy some more and let me go buy some mulch. And I started to buy like 10 bags. And then I'm like, Margaret, you're a fucking idiot. You have six kiddie pools, literally jam packed full of seeds. And probably each one has two to 400 seeds per kiddie pool. You have to take all of those and put them in individual pots. Buying 10 bags of soil is going to do you jack squat, especially until the dump trailer comes sometimes next week. So fuck it. Buy the whole pallet. I did the practical and the practical ended up paying off because the practical was I got someone from Home Depot and I'm like, Hey, I want to buy this whole pallet of soil and I want to buy 10 bags of mulch. I need someone to help me. So I ended up getting someone to help me. It came out to like 50 bags in total. I had someone help me load. The even better practical part of all of this was Home Depot gives you a bulk discount if you buy certain things in a certain bulk quantity, which I met the quantity. So all of this crap cost me like 68 bucks, which was a freaking godsend. Loaded it all on the back of the dually, drove it home. And then as we're 
practically planting the seeds, I had the things there. So it, it was another, again, practical example of taking it seriously and recognizing buying one and two bags of soil here, even three or four bags of soil here and there, especially until we've gotten the dump trailer, does not make sense for the scale of business we have created. When you have probably a thousand seeds you have to put in a pot, two bags is not going to get you far at, at all, at all. You know, so it's a matter of realigning your energy. And this is where the spiritual side of it kicks in. So the spiritual side of it is where, you know, you've gotten the practical, you can see that this is something you really want to do. And let me actually, let me pause before I even go into the spiritual. I don't know why, but I feel like whoever's listening to this, there's someone that's listening that wants to understand this from the hustle perspective, not starting a business, because maybe the starting a business sounds too overwhelming right now. So this is for whoever you are. If you're trying to do this for the side hustle, let's go back to cleaning out that closet for the practical, right? I would love to have you do, again, the practical things of cleaning out that closet. Maybe that means going, the first step I would say would be grab everything, pull it out of the closet, everything in your room, or your hallway or whatever, wherever the space is, is gonna look like a bomb went off and that's okay, that's part of the process. What I want you to do is I want you to go through that closet and I want you to put a pile of things that you're willing to sell, a pile of things that you want to donate and then a pile of things that are so shitty that they need to go in the garbage can. And then once you've taken all your things out and you have your three big piles, grab the pile of shit that needs to go into the garbage can and do the practical thing and put it in the fucking garbage can. Don't just put it outside. Don't just put it over here. Don't just put it in the corner. If it truly needs to go in the garbage can, put it in the garbage can. Do not stop. Do not pass go. Get it out of your house. Clear clear the physical space, but also clear the emotional energy. And I'm like tapping on my chest and I know you all can't see me, but physically clear that energy so that you can make room for the things that you want to come into your life. And I'll go into more on the spiritual side, but humor me, right? Physically take that and throw that out. Next step would be take all the things that you want to donate, take them and shove them in your car. And if you can donate it, because uh, I've always lived in an area where we've always had like a, a battered women's shelter and the battered women's shelters, at least over here in my part of Florida, they always take donations 24 seven. Doesn't matter. You can go ahead and take a donation over to their, their porch or their area 24 seven, which is a really, really cool thing. And they obviously encourage uh, women that like, if you need something and it's on the porch, you're more than welcome again to take it 24 seven. So what I've always done is I've always taken everything we're going to donate. I show it all in the car. doesn't matter how late it is. I mean, I've done, you know, drop offs at like two o'clock in the morning, like a crazy person, but you know, take all those donations, put it, you know, wherever you're going to be donating it, say thank you, say a prayer for the next person that's going to use it, know that you're doing something good for the environment, but physically close that act and get that off of your plate and physically out of your house and get that task done. That would be the practical. The last practical step, again, for this example on the side hustle would be to go through and kind of look at things and say like, okay, well, I've got 15 things left that I'm going to sell. Let me go ahead and take pictures. Even if you don't post them on Facebook yet, go ahead and take all of your pictures and then load them. I don't know, up upload them to whatever your cloud is. iCloud, the Google cloud, doesn't matter. Upload them so they're in the cloud. 
And then again, the practical would be after that. You've got all of your pictures, they're all uploaded. Go ahead and go on, I don't know, I'm assuming you're gonna go on like Facebook Marketplace. Go ahead and create all your listings on Facebook Marketplace. Make it super easy for someone to pay you. Get all of that out of the way. Now you've done the practical. And now, like I said, I know that the example for like a side hustle may not be clearing out your closet, but you get where I'm going from this. Whatever your practical step is, go ahead and get all of that done. And the reason why I keep saying get the practical done first over and over and over again is because once you start getting your practical done, you're going to ping pong back and forth, kind of like, like what I was alluding to earlier. You're going to do the practical, then you're going to ping pong to the spiritual, then you're going to ping pong back to the practical, then you're going to ping over to the spiritual, and you're going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the reason why you're going back and forth is because think of it as like a three-legged race. You have to take one step, which is your practical. Then you take your middle step, which is believing. And then you take your final step. No, I'm sorry. Three-legged race, you're, you're doing it together. So you're taking your outside steps. <laughs> humor me with the analogies tonight. You're taking your outside steps with the practical. And then you're taking that joint middle step, which is your spiritual. So you're doing it in tandem. You can't have one without the other. And so this is why whenever you get stuck, I do something practical and then I also do something spiritual. I do something to clear both sides of the house, to clear both sides of the energy so that I can go ahead and get my mindset right. I can get my belief behind it. I can kind of wake myself up to the reality of what I've gotten myself into, good and bad. You know, what bad habits I've done, what good habits I've done. You you need to do both. You need to Marie Kondo that shit, basically. So the spiritual side can be, and this is what things I've done, right? I have bought a course that helped me move in myself in the right direction. I, again, I've talked about Amanda Francis's courses forever, and she's inspired me so much to create the courses that I'm in the process of creating because of her, because I love her work. I love her energetics. So I've bought the course. I've joined that Facebook group that I needed to when it was, again, we actually did Etsy way back in the day. We did Etsy. So the Etsy example is pretty legit and real. You know, we've joined the Facebook group so I could sell Etsy stuff. I went and I either bought the book from the library or rented it from the library or bought it on Kindle. doesn't matter. Whatever, right? I bought the book. I went out and I, you know, scoured the internet like a crazy person looking for the examples of other people that had what I wanted. I went through and I updated my vision board, tore it down, recreated it. Like literally I did, again, I did that tonight. And I've written down the affirmations. So an example, again, for me would have been tonight. And this is, again, how I got to today's episode. I was feeling super stuck. I was like, okay, well, clearly I'm making progress. It doesn't feel like I'm making the right level of progress. It doesn't feel like I'm committing myself to the next level. So what does that mean? That means, boom, let me get clear on the spiritual side. Because I've already... I've already been conscious of, let me go ahead and do these actions and get myself to this step. And I can't, I can't get my brain around the next level of the bigger picture. So I went and I know it's early, but I went and I created my 2022 vision board. And in my 2022 vision board, I made sure to have very, 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 very specific, like I spent like an hour, very specific photos to Uh, evoke an emotion in me that every time I looked at those photos, I went ahead and I'm like, yes, that's what I want. That is what I'm aiming towards. That is the reality I am physically calling in so I can go ahead and collapse time. 
you know, I, so I went and I did the, the vision board and then afterwards I did the practical and I was like, okay, well, how am I going to make this vision board a reality? What steps am I going to take? What practical things I'm going to do? And then I even took it a step further and I did the practical of organizing the binder and giving you guys a story about how I created this binder for my accountant so that, you know, we could account for everything that we've spent and, you know, the, the goals we're trying to create. And then I even took it a step further before I sat down and did this podcast episode and started it. I grabbed a f one of my fresh journals, which I was really excited about. I have a really badass pen and I wrote down like a super high overview of the things we're going to accomplish, the things I'm going to create, the things I'm calling into existence. So for me, especially tonight, I, I was able to go back and forth and do the practical and then do the spiritual because right now I had caught up on all the practical things that I had already called in spiritually. So now I had to do the next level. And then the next level for me was creating that vision board. Um, I had recently bought a course and it may not make sense to some people as to like, why would you buy this specific course? But this specific course has very certain things in it that I just, I couldn't figure out how to get my, I couldn't figure out how to get out of my own way. I'm like, okay, well, let me go ahead and buy this course and feel into this energy. Go ahead and grab it. And I've only, I think I've only watched like three, three videos out of the course. And there's probably like 20 something videos in this course. And it's okay that I haven't watched everything because I needed to be in the energy of that course. I needed to be in the energy of those specific videos. And even if I only go ahead and watch a handful of videos, but I watch them a handful of times or whatever the scenario is, it's okay because that's what I needed to call in so that I could expand my brain. And the reason why I've always tried making it a point that I have uh, journal prompts at the end of every episode is, you know, I, I want you to figure out how to think differently. And I've always done this every time I've had like my palm read or I've had tarot cards done for me. I don't ask. I did this in the very beginning. I used to ask, obviously, as a teenager, like the silly questions of like, who am I going to marry? You know, or, you know, little things like that or who's going to take me to whatever. Um, so I would ask that. And then once obviously I met Ben and I'm like, well, clearly I'm going to marry him. And I knew it before he even knew it. And I was like, I'm going to marry him. He just doesn't know it yet. But, <laughs> you know, once I, you know, kind of got that out of my way. I recognize I was talking to one of my girlfriends uh, and like, she's like a legit hippie. I love, I've known this girl since I was 12 years old. I love her to pieces, but like she is, she is a hippie. Like the, I don't, I don't shave hippie type of hippie. And it's hilarious because again, I've known her clearly when she was not a hippie. Um, but she was reading my cards one night and I have no clue where this came from, but instead of asking a very specific question, I asked the universe, what is it that I need to know? And once I started asking that question, I've kind of used it as a, a theme throughout my life because I recognize that it is very easy to go down the wrong path or it is very easy to kind of get stuck and, you know, kind of self-sabotage if you're asking the wrong question. So I, again, this is why I'm obsessed with journal prompts. Like I collect them like a mad woman. Um, I'm working with my VA. She's doing a couple of things for me and my YouTube channel. And then the next thing she's going to be doing is I have this obscene amount of scroll bar of journal prompts that I have either created on my own or that I've collected over time. And I'm going to have her take all of those journal prompts, go on Canva for me, create them all into images. And then we're going to take them, um, 
I already did this so that, you know, like I created videos on, you know, how I wanted it all uploaded into uh, Buffer so that they could all get scheduled out. But I'm going to be scheduling out and, and sharing all my major journal prompts, all my major quotes, and I'm going to be making it even easier because again, sometimes you, you never, you just like legit never know where a quote's going to come from and it's going to like rock your world. And it's going to, it, what it feels like to me is when the right journal prompt comes or the right quote comes, or maybe the right teacher comes along. It's like I went from seeing in black and white to now I'm seeing and not even just full color, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing in like high def, like everything is like you know, like avatar vision. It is just so vibrant that I'm like, oh my God, how did I not know this existed? Had I had just asked the right question, had I had just stepped through the right door a little bit ago, had I had just been open and willing to see things differently, I would have reached this world, you know, God knows how early because this world was always available to me. I just had to be, again, open and willing to see things differently. So the spiritual side, again, if you're being called to buy a book, buy a course, follow a person, email someone, journal prompt your ass off, journal yourself, uh, I don't know, book a spa day and treat yourself, uh, you know, wake up really, really early and read something or do something, whatever it is, if you're spiritually being called to do something, there's a reason why you're being called to do that. And, you know, I don't want you to think like, oh, well, you know, that's easy for you to say because X, Y, and Z. It, it is not. There's there's tons of times where demon will wake me up with the ass crack of dawn. And then, of course, he goes outside. Two minutes later, comes back inside and bink, I'm wide awake. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I being called to do? Clearly, I'm up. There's no going back to sleep after this crap. You know, so sometimes I've worked on the podcast. Sometimes I've created uh, videos for my VA that, again, I love her to fucking pieces. You know, sometimes I've done journal work. Sometimes I've watched other people's courses. Sometimes I've gone on a deep Pinterest binge to go ahead and, and get help on visualizing the life I'm trying to call into existence. Sometimes I've done the practical things like organize my desk and pay my bills. Like there's a reason why you're getting called to do this. And you can look at it from so many different perspectives. You can look at it from the perspective of feng shui and that you need to clear stagnant energy. You need to, you know, you can look at it from the perspective of just the spiritual woo in general that, you know, your spirit guides or your angels or the universe or whoever, whatever structure you believe in is trying to get your attention. Maybe your muse is trying to get to your attention. It can be even from the even more practical sense of something is just nagging you and you're like, oh my God, I do not want to think about this anymore. Just like, again, my desk was so bad. It was like so bad that I was like, oh my God, I can't take this shit anymore. I do. I am not a person with a messy desk. I am not available for that reality. I don't give a freaking hoot nanny. So let me go ahead and clean off my fucking desk. So Sometimes it is the practical that calls you in, or sometimes it's the spiritual that calls you in, but I want you to pay attention to it. So then that way, as you do this, you can then get unstuck when you are in action. And I don't, again, I go back to, I don't care what type of action. I am not going to judge you for what type of action. I'm just going to only judge you if you're not doing something. It could be the most unrelated, randomest thing. But if that is what you're called to do, I'm going to trust your judgment. I'm going to trust that you know what is best for you. I'm going to trust that you're paying attention to what your heart and what your soul and what your mind and what your muse and what the universe is telling you. But just get into action. 
do the journal prompts, buy the course, create the vision board, you know, you know, uncreepily stalk someone on social media because their life just inspires the fuck out of you. Do those things so that that way you can get your energy behind it. And then that way is normally what I end up doing so that I can go ahead and I can, I can envision this next level world. Like one of the pictures, I'll give you an example. So one of the pictures I put in my uh, vision board, cause I put it in my Evernote account, because again, I Evernote is my bestie. And if it ever goes down, I will die. But like, I put a picture of palm trees in my vision board on my Evernote page. And it wasn't just like, okay, cutesy palm trees. It was like a fucking palm tree forest. And these palm trees in the picture, like, I just love the picture. There's two of them actually. So there's this palm tree, like fucking forest of like a grove, like a legit grove of palm trees. And these bitches have to at least be 10, 15, 20 feet tall. Like they're huge. Like in the picture, they look so big that I shouldn't even be able to put my arms around the palm tree. And I just saw the picture and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. That's what I want our back pasture to look like. And the other picture was of this massive nursery and you could see the tent, you could see like the sprinkler system and you could see hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of all these little baby seedlings that are you're taking care of. And those two particular pictures lit me up like a fucking Christmas tree. So it's like, okay, well, when we're potting hundreds of palm trees and I'm fighting with the kiddie pools and I have to go and fertilize and we have to go do this and we have to you know, go ahead and build this greenhouse, which I've never done before. And it it freaks me out because I've never done it. And I don't know what I'm doing. And all these things, right? When we're, when we're playing in this pool that feels bigger and feels a little bit overwhelmed or sometimes a lot of it, to be honest, overwhelming of like, oh my God, I've never done this, let alone done this on this scale. How the hell am I going to handle it? How am I going to manage it? I go back into that spiritual side and I'm like, okay, well, The reason why I'm doing all of this is because this is my vision. This is what lights me up. This is what makes me happy. I want to go look at our back pasture and see a whole grove of trees. You know, I was joking that, you know, we're doing this as a carbon sink, but like, I want to see that. I want to go ahead and see hundreds upon hundreds of happy little palm tree seedlings that we've grown from scratch and that we've taken care of and that we loved. I want to see those things. They make me happy. They make me excited so that, When Ben talks about doing, you know, a a nursery or building a hoop house or doing all of these things, instead of getting freaked out and overwhelmed, I can figure out how to match my energy and I can get behind it and go, okay, well, we're doing it because of this. And that gets me really fucking excited. And, you know, again, sometimes that means we're going to have to pop back into the practical and be like, okay, well, practically, that means you have to go to Home Depot and buy wood. Or practically, that means you have to buy the dump trailer. Or practically, that means you need to buy the whole pallet of dirt, not just five bags. You know, sometimes you'll pop back into that practical. But then again, if you're feeling stuck, pop back into the spiritual and then take the practical steps from there and and know that it's kind of like a, a dance. Like I'm literally, as I'm talking to you, I'm swaying because it feels to me tangibly and spiritually, it feels to me like a dance of left foot, then right foot, then left foot and right foot. And, and when you're doing both of them, your energy moves so much faster. Like you feel it feels crazy, but you feel like you're vibrating at this like such high level and then crazy fucking shit happens. Like you can manifest and you can pull stuff in at such a stupid high fast rate that you're like, oh my God, this is borderline creepy. 
And I, I have tons of episodes previously in the podcast, you know, archives of, you know, how to manifest, how to get clear on your desires and all of that. So I don't want to dive into that too much. But this is, again, specifically for when you're feeling stuck. If you can go do the practical and then follow it up, preferably with the spiritual or, or do both. However you do it, just, just do both. I'm telling you, the level of clarity you're going to get, the level of, it, it, I don't know how else to explain that, but like, to me, when I, when I get clear on something, I feel like this most purest white beam of light is coming down upon me and it's coming not only to me, but it's coming from me. And then if I'm super fucking clear on something, I, I do this energy clearing that I, I picture our entire property line. And I did this back in our old house. Um, I would picture the entire property line and this white, pure burning in a good and bad way light it, it is so pure that it scorches everything it fills up the entire property as if it was like a, a full wall right and this whole white beam of light is filling up every single inch of our property line and it goes all the way up into the heavens and it is literally burning a path of a clear fucking channel so that only good things and light and positivity and the things that we're supposed to be calling in can come down and it could come down to us faster because to me and I'm closing my eyes even as I do this but like to me I'm visualizing I'm clearing out all the negative energy I'm clearing out all the the bad self-talk I'm clearing out all the oh shoulda woulda couldas I'm clearing out all of the shit that does not matter and does not need to be in our lives I physically clear it all out in my head and my heart right and in my soul I use that white light to just burn it all away I don't need to do saging I don't need to do any of this crap to me that doesn't it doesn't matter I physically have enough passion and enough desire and enough energy that I use my white light and I burn it all away and in the process of burning it all away and having such a high intensity of white light, the light is so pure and so strong that nothing that's not good and of the highest truth and it is made of good positive things, nothing can survive it. And so when we've cleared all of that and I've cleared everything within our property line, then I've literally what it feels like is I've opened up this huge clear channel to call in all these amazing things, to call in abundance, to call in overflow, to call in wealth, to call in space, to call in health, to call in security, to call in emotional stability, to call in guides that are going to help me get to where I need to go faster. I feel like I physically have cleared the way from them for them. And when I do that, I get so emotional that like sometimes I cry or sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I got to go sequester myself and I got to go journal or I got to open up this email or I got to do something. But for me, it, it's so tangible that it's a little scary. Um, and doing that and getting clear helps me get there and getting clear on the practical helps me get there. Like having the insight of, again, it sounds dumb, but like having the insight on getting clear on the, you know, our, our expense binder and realizing the company that we've created, it, it, it feels like, oh my God, I'm calling in this huge, amazing thing and it's okay. And I'm ready and it's safe. And then doing the practical and doing the journaling before I got on this episode, again, felt like, oh my God, I, it, it's clear. I can call it in. It is safe to call it in. And whatever verbiage you need to use, whatever tools you need to use, I'll give you another one because I, I just feel like I need to, even though this podcast episode is longer than what I was planning. 
Another tool that I use is I've, I do the white light with our property a lot, like a lot. Now, obviously, if you live in an apartment building or anything like that, I don't care who's above you. I don't care who's below you. I don't care who's in, on your sides. Whatever space you own, that space all the way up and all the way down, basically through earth is just white light. It's just a pure burning white light that just physically eats and clears away for everything, right? Well, sometimes it's a little hard to envision your own body when you're doing that white light clearing. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you, for me, it's a golden energy. But what I do is I, I think and I visualize my body all the way down from my toes, all the way up to my bouffante hair. And I, I picture doing a deep breath and pulling up all this sludge and all this negativity and all this stuckness that's in my body, all these old, bad, no longer realistic ideas or no longer available ideas. I have physically pictured taking a deep breath and sucking it all out. And then I do this huge exhale and I push, push, push it all out. And it, it, to me, it's like gray smoke is coming out of my mouth. I'm pushing all of that out. I'm physically expelling it from my body. And then I take this huge deep breath again. And when I'm taking that huge deep breath, I've got golden light that's coming back into my body and it's golden sparkly kind of pixie dustish light and it, it's coming back into my body and as it comes back into my body I focus and I visualize pushing it down every part of my body so I focus pushing it into my head I focus pushing it into my neck my shoulders my my chest my ribs my hips all the way down to my toes and I focus pushing out the negative and the things that I'm no longer available and physically breathing in the things that I'm wanting and things I'm desiring. And sometimes I, I used to use that, that tool like a lot when I would have anxiety attacks, like a lot. And sometimes I can take that, that meditation and I can do it within two minutes. Sometimes I need 15 minutes. Sometimes I need a, like a whole 45 minute tub bath. But those are kind of like the two big tools that I do to ground myself so that I can emotionally get clear on what I want to call in and know that I'm calling it in from the highest good, from the highest service, from the highest truth, that I'm calling it in with a purity and a, and a clean thought process, a clean love and a clean belief, not from a place of envy, not from a place of uh, desperation. Those are like the two really, really big ones that I do on the spiritual side. So with that being said, I've went from baby woo to hello woo. <laughs> um, one of the books I want to recommend for you that I just finished, I was actually listening to it while I was doing a bunch of gardening. It's Kevin Hart's book. It's The Decision. It was fucking fantastic. I'm probably, because we have a bunch of gardening we have to do again this weekend. I shouldn't say have to. We get to do this weekend. So while I'm redoing a bunch of gardening, I'm going to listen to this audiobook again because I just loved it. I loved his energy. I loved his passion. I loved his compassion. And it was just a fantastic book. So I'm definitely going to make sure it's on the show notes for you. It's also going to be on the books I love page. But this is one that if you need to use this as a spiritual tool and kind of get yourself back on track, you will definitely love it. But with that being said, Let's dive into the journal prompts and then I hope that you put your hands on your heart or put your hands up in your hair or where, you know, wherever, wave them like you just don't care. And you not only do the two meditations basically that I just walked you through, but you also do the journal prompts or maybe you do them and then you do the journal prompts. That, that would be like the ultimateness. Like that would be like, like a plus style. Do the, do the meditations first. 
clear your environment, clear your body, then do these journal prompts so you can physically and emotionally get clear on what you want. So journal prompt number one is what goal or desire has been burning inside of you, but you've been feeling stuck on how to translate it into reality. Kind of get clear on it. And it can be as simple as create second streams of income, clear out my closet, uh, create a support team around me. It, it doesn't matter what it is. No one's going to judge you, especially in this space. So go ahead and write down what has been burning inside of you, but you haven't been able to like grasp uh, how to make it a reality. Journal prompt number two is going to be what are the practical steps that you know you should do? And then I want you to write down your other list of what are the spiritual steps you want to do? So could it be the journaling? Could it be the clearing and calling in meditation? Could it be buying that book, buying that course? What is it? What is the practical that you want to do or you need to do? And what are the spiritual things you want to do? And then journal prompt number three is going to be what small action can you take today to get clear making that goal into reality? So is it creating that email account? Is it doing the meditation? What physically is it? What step out of that list that you just wrote down on both sides? What are you going to do today so that you can move into that future? And then step number four, if you really want to dive deep, is Zoom in and out of that goal. Tell me what the big picture looks like. Tell me what the small picture looks like. Give me as many details as possible. Now, details doesn't necessarily mean words. If you need to talk in pictures at me, then talk in pictures at me. Do what I did and, and find the picture that just calls to you and lights you up like a fucking Christmas tree. Like, find that picture. Find that way of describing what the, the minute details are going to be and what the big, big, big picture is going to be. And preferably save it somewhere where you can use it to, uh, you know, recenter yourself over and over again. And then your last journal prompt question is going to be, can you achieve this goal faster if you outsource some of the work? Now, outsourcing some of the work could mean giving it over to your spirit guides, giving it over to God, giving it over to whoever, whatever you believe in. Sometimes that means physically finding the most best VA ever on Fiverr and using her and loving her and knowing that every time you pay her, she is making your life so much better and that like you want to figure out how to go to Jamaica and go hug her because she has just been a godsend. What does that mean by outsourcing? Sometimes it's the practical, like my, my VA, who I, I love to pieces. And sometimes it is the spiritual of journaling it out, praying it out, writing it out. You know, what, is, what does that mean for you? And with that being said, I want to close this podcast episode a little differently than I normally do. I hope that you gain clarity on what you're looking for. I hope that you use these tools and these meditations to go ahead and get unstuck. I hope that you are open and willing to see things differently. And I hope you do it from a place of love and a place of light. And I love you. I'm so grateful. And I appreciate every single moment with you. Have a good one. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.